I tried to do this week. First, I want to try and consolidate what we did um, last week and see if we can get the Feshman down straight, which I have not yet. Um, but I don't want to spend, even though um, there is a risk that you're going to end, that what's going to end up happening is as opposed to learning the way I give shear, we're going to just be learning together. And the way I tend to learn things, the way I tend to learn things is to just hit the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, you know, not with Rav Klein Kanievsky, it's kind of Rav uh, regularity, where, you know, it's, where it's every leap year cycle, right? <laughs> Go through all the shots. I just, you know, I, hit, I think over and over and over again, and often um, you know, I try and expand the field that I'm thinking about, raise, you know, and then, but, I, but it's, not, it's not glot yet. And sometimes when I come to share, it's glot, and now we're, I'm still in the learning process, so it's not glot. What I want to do tonight is, is try a different way of of approaching the Machloket Rashi and Tosfot that we discussed last week, uh, the multiple Machloket Rashi and Tosfot we discussed last week, and then I want to take make sure that we have time at the end to show how the rays of that Machloket play out in Achronim, but I'm not ready to say look we can watch how Halacha develops out of this. We can just watch as various Achronim will take the hakiras that we're setting up and run with them. Uh, but how halacha, you know, but I, don't have a, I don't have anywhere near enough of a picture of the overall, uh, the overall development to know how all the acronyms set it up to be able to tell you this is what halacha is. But I think I, I think I can convince you tonight that almost everything that we're trying to say is real in that other, that everybody learning it, this, everybody learning it has to see it. Okay, so we have our basic suga. And the right, uh, right, Sugi begins with a statement by, uh, by, by Rav Nachman that following which Rav attacks him on the basis of a Breita and we pointed out that um, there is a fundamental issue in that the Breita that Rav cites is not obviously against Rav Nachman as opposed to a support because it has two cases. It has the case in the Adorim Hayom in which, uh, it is, which is a case in which the third party is not Kona, and it has the case of a Seimim Lachahayon, which the third party is Kona. So, right, so it's, and Renatma doesn't think that every third party is Kona in every case. You have to have Kavana for starters. Um, so it's not, right, so it takes work to get the, um, it takes work to get the Breitah of Rava to be a Kasha on Rav Nachman. And secondly, as we just pointed out tangentially, the previous thing also, the, the case, uh, so far as we know, and Rava's case really only, probably only makes sense if the a third party is not trying to be cornered, right? If the, the Polo is not trying to be cornered for the Balabais, they're trying to be cornered for themselves. Right? Uh, right? And it just happens to belong to the Balabais, which is very different than the case of Magbia Metziel Lechavero, where you're deliberately intending it, right? So we have at least two. Right, two ways in which Rava's kasha is problematic. One is he quotes a text which, just based mechan- looking at it mechanically, can go both ways. And secondly, that he introduces a text where the analogy is not obvious. Okay? Okay. So then we point out, right, that Rashi said, right now we're on, on page what Rashi says, um, at the end of the, fir- the, right, the, the end of the first long Rashi, right, so on the fourth line, he says, So in the case of Chav Acherim, Rashi says the reason it doesn't work, so in the case of Tofes Chov, Rashi says the reason it doesn't work is that you are not a Shliach of the Noshe. It, 
seems reasonable to suppose that Rashi uh, thinks uh, that this is also the, the issue of Magbiya Matzila Chavero, that the Chavero has not made him a Shliach. Which means that Rashi thinks that if your Chaver does make you a Shliach, you can be Magbiya Matzila Chavero. Okay, now the first Tosfot. So the first Tosfot. <laughs> so, yeah. The one question standing out from Rashi is Do you need to be made a Shaliyah because Zachin Adam Shiloh Bafanov? So you are. Right. You could pick it up on behalf of anyone you're thinking about. Right. And Rashi says Zachin isn't enough. We actually, yeah. right, we require you to be a Shaliyah, right? That's. The simple way of reading Rashi is, right, is right, I, think, I think, I don't know yet of another way of reading Rashi, is that Rashi thinks that Zachin doesn't work, but Shlichus does work. Yes. For the other person, otherwise it didn't work, and anyone could grab it out of the person's hand. Yes. Rashi, Rashi, in the broader frame of the Gemara, Rashi makes a lot of sense. Right? If you read this sugi in the context of the, the other Amudim, Rashi makes a great deal of sense, and I have been picking a, 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 a way of reading it that atomizes this sugi and makes it about Poel, whereas we know the sugi about Poel is really in the sixth parak and doesn't belong in the first parak. Right? That's an advantage of Rashi's parish, which I haven't addressed, but you're entirely right to point out. Okay, Tosfot, right? Chetav Tosfot on page 2, says, Masha Pirish Rashi Mishum Delo As Oshliach, Right, directly takes on Rashi. And we saw this in the Rashi last time, but I want to try and do Tosfus with Shitaso. Tosfus directly takes on Rashi and says that no, according to the position, that Magbiya Metsiyah Lachavirah Lo Kana, right, that would work, that's true even if he made a Meshliach. Assuming, which we are now, and I, and I don't yet know anyone who breaks it, that nobody denies, that within the Shita, nobody denies the equation of Tofes Lubalchov and Magbiya Metsiyah because the Gemara explains it that way. The Gemara says, how do we know that Magbiya Metsiyah Lo Kana? Because Okay, it's, not, it's not an obvious equation, but it's an equation in the Gemara. Okay, so now we have three cases we have to write. We have Metzia, which is the same as, as, the same as Tofis Belchov. And according to Rashi, when we say it doesn't work, that's only if you haven't made a Mishliach. But if you have made a Mishliach, it works. And according to Tosfos, that position holds that there is nothing you can do to enable a third party to be Kona, to be Kona either a Metzia or to be Tofis Belchov for you. Okay, so now the question is, how does that affect what happens in Rava's kasha? Right, Rava says, and let's just, all right, Pashta's Rava's question has to be from the case of, right, from the case of, of Aseimi Melachahayom. Right, Rava says, you, Rav Nachman, said you can't be Magbim Chavero, but look, I have the case of Aseimi Melachahayom, where Right, where somebody is Kona, and according to you, Rav Nachman, they should not be Kona. Mm-hmm. Now, but, but now our issue is, when does Rav Nachman say you can't be Kona? According to Rashi, he says you can't be Kona unless you're a Shliach. Therefore, right, according to Rashi, when, when Rav asks his question to Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman's easy response is, yeah, that's just like being a Shliach. 
And in order to ask the question, Rav has to say, Rav has to be saying, I know that if you're that if you're a shliach, you write, if if you're a shliach, you can be kona. But I Rav think that this poel is not as good as a shliach. Right, so according to Rav, so according to Rashi, Rav's question depends on assuming that a poel is not as connected to the balabayas as a shliach. And then Rav Nachman says, yeah, he is just as connected as a shliach. Right, the whole argument can just be about the relationship between poel and shliach. Rav says he's not as good as a shliach. Rav Nachman says he is as good as a shliach. Uh, or better. And according to the Brayta, Say he created some some kind of connection. Well, some, I'm sorry. Some connection, which is at least right. as good as shliach. Well, or but according to Rava, but according to Rava is not as good, right? No, according to Rava, it is at least as good as shliach, and therefore, oh, so right. Therefore, what, right. Therefore, uh, right. Let's let's make sure I have the question right again. Okay, so Rav Nachman says shliach is according to Rashi. Right. Sorry. Sorry. The other way. So Rav has to say. That Rav has to say that, that a sorry you're right right Rav has to say that a poel who says a same hayom is not as good as a shliach and that and yet is kona right right sorry that's that's correct right Rav has to say I right that uh, right Rav has to say that according to that I believe this kind of poel is not as connected as a shliach and Rav Nachman's response is yes he is as connected as a shliach right that's right that's 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 that's, that's the debate mm-hmm. and then we can make sense right that Rav is going to that Rav that the argument is going to be about how tight the poel is to the uh, right to the balabayas. Right, Rava says he's not right. Rava says what is he? He's not actually. You never you didn't appoint him to do this, mm-hmm. and that and um, and Rashi has right. Rashi is going to learn the sugya saying right because you didn't appoint him to do this. Mm-hmm. Right, that's where, how Rashi explains Rava. Right, he's not hired to do this specifically. Um, and Rava's response is that you have his time. And that's enough to make right. And that's enough for Messiah. Something like that. But now let's look according to Tosfos. According to Tosfos, Rav Nachman says that even a shliach can't be kona. So the, so Rav is going to have to say to Rav Nachman, but isn't this kind of poel at least as connected? Right? Isn't this kind of poel at least as connected as a shliach? Or is that again? Let's, let's start on getting backwards again. Rav is going to say to Rav Nachman, you said that even a shliach can't be kona, but here's a poel, and if a poel can't be kona, how can you claim a shliach can't be kona? No, a poel can't, a poel well, can be kona. Can be kona for the balabayas. And how can you say that a shliach can't be kona? Right. And Rav Nachman's response has to be, so according to Rashi, Rav Nachman's response is, no, a poel is just like a shliach, but according to Tosfos, Rav Nachman's response is, a poel is, right, a poel is more than a shliach. Okay, right, I think that's the, right, the key, the key, the key is going to be, um, the key nachimina I think is going to be there. All right, so let's try and set it up again. So, so essentially, either way, Rav is essentially saying that the poel should be at least the same status as the shliach, whichever way it's going. Yeah. Rabbi and, said that, and Rav Nachman will say. Uh, Rav Nachman can say according to, so the, according to his first fish, Rav Nachman will say. Well, 
that Rav says a pole, a pole can be kona, a pole is not a shliach. Let's, let's take it again. I'm going to Rashi. Rav says, you said a shliach can be kona, but a non-shliach can't. Rav says a pole is not a shliach. Rav Nachman says, yes, he is. Okay, right? So Rav Nachman doesn't have to say anything more radical right. than a pole is a shliach, and Rav's position can just be based on the claim that there's no explicit shlichus. And so the Rav Ashri sees this, reads the sugi. It doesn't have anything to do with necessarily with the relationship between an employer and employee. Mm-hmm. At that level, the sugi. According to Tosfos, Tosfos says that right, Ranachman says nobody can be kona. Rav says, well, if nobody can be kona, then why can a pole be kona? Uh, right, because nobody can be kona. What's the difference? Right, what's the difference about a pole? And Ranachman's has the response has to be, nobody can be kona, but a pole can be kona. Because the pole's connection to the balbais is stronger than that of a shliach. Mm-hmm. It's not merely shlichus. What's going to be? It's, it's going to be avdus. Mm-hmm. As according to Rashi, right, according to Rashi, we don't have to introduce the category of avdus into the sugi at the first level. Right? According to according to Tosfos, it's obvious from the very beginning that Rav Nachman's claim is going to be that a pole is an evit. Right? Right? Because he's better than a shliach. Okay, now let's take the next, the next, the next stage of the going. According to Rashi, uh, yeah. my recollection is maybe this was one of the, the challenges with it, right? So the must, the the final, um, the final argument of, of the Gemara, right? Of um, Tamachrina. Tamachrina, right? So how do you do that without bringing it out? To Excellent. So we'll, we'll, we're going. I'm trying to go in order, and get us there. Right, we have to. We get to your famous question, right, if we, right on the way there. That's how. Right, that's how we get there. Okay, so stage one. Right, stage one. We right, stage one. We understand. As we finish the level, according to Rashi, it's possible that the question is just whether this kind of employment relationship constitutes shlichus for Messias when you hire him for all malacha for the time. And according to and according to according to Rava, uh, it uh, it does not. And according to Nachman, it does. Okay, then Rava turns to Rav Nachman and says, but po'el chuzer bo heyom. So how can you, right, now let's figure out how that, what that question is. So according to Rashi, the question is, you just, you, Rav Nachman just said that a po'el is a shliach, and I don't think he's a shliach because he can be chuzer bo. So he said that's a little bit odd, like what is, right, so he, right, he can't be right. He can't be chazerbo, but he's a shliach. Right, a shliach can be chazerbo. So why? Right, so why is a pole different because he can, be, he can be chazerbo? So Rashi has a very fancy answer to that question, which is that maybe the poel was chazerbo the moment before he picked up the mitziah. And therefore, right. So even if you hire him for time, the fact that he can be chazerbo doesn't actually give you give you the product of all his labor, because he could have been chazerbo the moment before. And Rav Nachman's answer is, what? He could have been, but he wasn't. <laughs> we don't presume he was Choserbo. He has to make a statement that he's Choserbo, right? I think that's the easiest way to understand what's going on between Rav. Well, he also had that funny thing where, in the case of where he was hired for something specific, um, just that didn't seem to be enough for Rashi, that Rashi said, and therefore he can, like, stop... And then re- deduct the amount from his salary, Right. right. And so, you know, could Rashi be interpreting the Chazerbo as being that you could do, he could have done that even in the, um, 
Right. He could have been, but Rabnachman would say there's no presumption he did that. If he was hired for a specific task, right, we could say very technically, Rabnachman will say, if I hire somebody to hoe with me and he picks up a Messiah, so obviously he's not hoeing. So he was Khozerbo for that moment. But if I hire him to do everything, so then it's, the burden of proof is on him to prove that he was Khozerbo. Right? 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 The Makhlokas between Rav and Rabnachman, right? Rav is the one who is stretching. Rabnachman just makes sense. And Rav's stretches are plausible. That's according. So the second stage of the Gemara, according to Rashi, right, is. Right, as Ravah says, look, but maybe he was Khazar, but Rahman says, yeah, but he wasn't. Okay, but how do we understand that according to Tosfa? So according to Tosfa, what happened in the first question was Ravah said, Why on earth is a poil is a poil kona if a shleach isn't? And Rahman said, Because the poil is an evid. And Ravah says, He's not an evid. He is Khazerbo. He can be Khazerbo. And Rahman said, Okay, he's an evid until he's Khazerbo. Okay, but it turns out there's a second layer of machloket between Rashi and Tosfot. And the second layer, yes? One thing that I thought was strange when I was listening to the tape is that everybody seemed to compare, or the comparison seemed to be being made to Evid Kanani, yeah. not to Evid Ibrahim. That's true. So, like, wouldn't you think that if, if, there, if um, Evid was going to be, you know, the model for a um, for a poll that it would the model would be Evid Ivri, not Evid Kanani. It's an interesting fact, question. That's the one where it's only Evid Ivri which is able to buy himself out, from which we learn that the poel can be Khazerba. That's a fair question. And also the halacha is Evid Ivri gets to keep his own Basilis, which is also right, which is a, an underlying <laughs> underlying issue there, which might answer your question but also raises a deeper question. Yeah. I don't have a good enough answer yet. Uh, it's, it's a good question. I don't have enough answer. I don't I don't have a good enough answer yet. Um, so I'll hold that as one of the, the loose ends we don't have yet. Okay, so the second, right, so the second, right, so, okay, so just making sure we're clear again, so the issue, so Rashi, so according to Tosfod, Poel Yecholach Zorbo is used by Rava as a proof that he's not in Evid, and Arnachman said, no, it just means he's in Evid who can leave. Which will raise the question, but you know, which will just lead into Arya's question. Right? I gotta, what kind of evidence can, right, can leave? What kind, are you using evidence if you can leave all those sorts of issues? But it turns out there's a second stage, Machlokas, between Rashi and Tosfot, which is what are we accomplishing by quoting Rav to say Poel Yecholach Zorbo? So the way we read the Sugya, which I would call the naive way according to Rashi, but maybe it's not true, is that we quote Rav to say Poel Yecholach Zorbo because we might think that you can't be Chuzerbo. Right? And the, what Rava's proof is the Poel can leave, right? Therefore, right, therefore he's not, right? According to Rashi, the Poel can leave, therefore he might have been able to withdraw. He didn't, right? So that's a very naive way of reading the Sugya. Uh, Tosfut comes in and asks Arya's questions. We'll turn it back, we'll turn it back right, and we'll ask the, and look at the, the second Tosfut. Yacholach Zorbo afil v'chatseyom v'im tomorrow my kemashalon. So there are two ways of understanding Tosos of Maike Mashmalan. Um, one is, and this is the way I understood it last week, but I'm not sure it was right, is that his question is, why are you quoting Rav? It's not a controversial, it's not a controversial position that Paul Yochol Everyone agrees Paul Yochol so what, right, that's how I read it last week. So how does the Gemara say 
it's only Rav. The other way of reading it is to say, what is Rav saying that Rav Nachman doesn't know? Right? If everyone agrees, then Rav Nachman must know this already. And what, right, what's Rav respond, what, what does Rav think he's asking? I think, I think I still prefer the first one. Um, because Rebbe could be saying, look, I don't, I, Rebbe Zachman, you must know this, how do you, right, how do you, how do you get it? So let's stick, let's stick with the way we read it last week. So the, the Kutosa's question is, why is the Gemara quoting Rav? Everyone agrees, So which Tosa's response is, yeah, right, all Rav tells us is that Yado al ha'ayona when the pole is closer, because we learned from the sugya that we learned back, right, back when we were doing the sixth parak, which we're still doing, really, right? Uh, right we learned that Rav Paskins uh, like the Rabbanon in the case of Poel, but not in the case of Kablan, or maybe in both cases, right? Depends on the Ikad Amri and the Gemara there. That Yado al Ha'ayona. So Tosa says that Rav's Kasha on Rav Nachman is not based on the fact that the Poel can withdraw. It's based on the fact that when the pole withdraws, the pole gets the economic advantage of inflation. Okay, that, I think that's hard to fit with Rashi because that doesn't mean the pole could have backed out for the moment. So what? Right? Everyone agrees the pole could have backed out for the moment. Right? That's not what Rebbe's Kasha is from. Rebbe's Kasha is from the fact that the pole, that the pole is a do'a halyona. And what Tosis has to be saying then is that the fact that the pole was, when the pole withdraws is Yado al Yona is what proves that the pole was not an Ebed. The fact that it was Yechol Achzorbo wouldn't prove it. And that's right, we're sorry, according to Tosos, the fact that the pole can be Chozorbo, okay, everyone knows the pole can be Nachman knew that. Everyone knows that. But if it can be Chozorbo and Yado al Yona, then it must be that the um, that it must be that he's not an effort. So how do we get to there? So one way of getting there is by following the language of Rav in the Yerushalmi. And we say right, that Rav Nachman formulated his claim that the poet was an Evid on the grounds of Yad Evid Kiyad Rabbo, right? Yad, which means that there's a Kenyan. And Rav said, Kilibin Yisrael Avadim, and Yisrael Konin Zezeh, and the implication of Rav is Yado al if we put the Yerushalmi and the Bafli together in Rav. Therefore, we get that Yado al proves that there's no Kinyan. And there's no Kinyan, that he's not an Evid, and then, right, and then Rav, Nachman's claim, Rav Nachman's claim is wrong. Right, so that's a very elaborate way of getting there, and that would tie in with the Nasivos, who says that what we learn from Rav is not that the Evid gets an advantage, what we just learn is that there's never a Kinyan. Right, so that's one way of understanding what Rava's question is according to Tosfat, right? You, Rav Nachman, say is an Evid, but we, there's no Kenyan. But that requires us to mean that it, already at this stage, Rava is predicated on, on citing Rav as meaning any Israel Konin Zezeh. Does that make sense? That was hard. <laughs> let's, 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 we'll try it one more. I'm not, you know, when I do Cheshman, I can get it backwards. You see very often, right? So let's make sure that, let's make sure that we're making it. Say, right? So we understood that According to Tosfut, the argument between Rav and Rav Nachman at the second stage has to be, Rav Nachman says he's more than a shliach, which for now we're telegraphing is he's more than a shliach. Well, the only thing we know that's more than a shliach is an evid. So he's saying he's an evid. 
Uh, and then Rabbi Rava attacks him by saying Poel Yecholach Zorba, which Tosfos says means not Poel Yecholach Zorba, but Poel Yecholach Zorba v'Yadoah Yona. So what does Yadoah Yona change about his essential status? What it changes is it means that he's not committed to anything. Meaning there was no Kenyan. Yadoah Yona means that he's not bound by, right, not only can he leave, but he's not even bound by the terms of the original contract. It's as if there was no contract. Right, that's the way the Nasibos understood it, right? So if we read, right, so if we read, if we read Rav's position in the Yerushalmi the way the Nasibos does, we end up with a reasonable explanation of Tosus. Okay? So now I argued that there's another way to read the, the Nasibos, to read Rav and the Yerushalmi against the Nasibos, which is to say, but, yes. One thing that's bothering me there is that Rav Nachman's response then feels like it should use the other formulation of Rav, because by quoting it as, no, that's because of Amy Charles Conan's Zah, he seems to be arguing against himself and saying that there's no king in, right, as opposed to if he quoted the Rav Nachman doesn't quote it. It's Rav who quotes. Rav says he should have been Chozer, but Rav Nachman says, I don't care that he can be Chozer, even Yadu Al-Yona, and then Rav Nachman says, and the no, reason, that's true. We're not there yet. Rav right? Nachman says the next time. But in that final thing, Rav Nachman. Yeah, we're not up to the final thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right? We're, 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 going, we're going to order, right? This is, uh, right? We're, and I'm trying very hard, right? We'll see at the end if it works or not. But we have, there are three, there are three back and forth in the Gemara, right? The first time Rav quotes the Brita, and Rav Nachman says, so what? Yadav Kiyad Rabbo. The second time, right, Rav says, "What do you mean Yad 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 What do you mean Yad Yad He can back out, which has two possible meanings. And Nachman says, "Yeah, but he hasn't backed out." Okay, and then, then, um, right, and then, um, am, I, am, I, am I introducing a stage in the Gemara? Are you always better at than I am? So let's try this. Let's. Wait, that's, that's the end of the. That's the end of the back and forth. Right, right so, the, oh, sorry, so, 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 you're right, so wait, well, there isn't a third stage. So let's play it out again. Okay, so Rav quotes the Bryce, Rav Nachman says, according to Tosfos, Rav Nachman says, he's an Evid. Rav says he's not an Evid because he's Yadol Yona. Rav Nachman says, now you're right, so let's play. Rav Nachman says, no, he's still an Evid because he backed out. And now Rav Nachman says, right, so, actually, so I wanted it to work out a lot. Let's see if it does, right? I wanted to claim that Rav's question is, Rav's question says, since he can back out, and Yodol Yona, that proves Ein Yisrael Konin Ze'edzeh. And Rav Nachman says, no, it doesn't prove Ein Yisrael Konin Ze'edzeh. He can still be an Evid. But, right, he, sorry, he, he can still have that connection. But, but, um, the reason he can back out and Yodol Yona is because of the other meaning of the Pasuk Yilib and Yisrael That's why I wanted to get to me. That's what I wanted to get to me. That's not what he says. He quotes the... Um, he quotes the Vila Avadim. No, he, he quotes, quotes the Anklai Zemazet. Oh, My language is not... No, he quotes the Vila Avadim. Oh, so I, I misremembered. Okay, that's right. Okay, so let's write... Good. Okay. So this is, this is exactly the way I want it to work out. Let's see if it does. Okay? The way I want, to work, the way I want it to work out in this reading is that according to Tosfos, what's going to end up happening is that... Is that is that structurally it will work? We have to make sure it works intellectually. Right? Structurally, what, what we're going to claim is that Rava understands Rav in the language of the Yerushalmi and Yisrael Konin Zedzeh, and Rav Nachman understands it in the way the right. That's what, the point of Rav Nachman at the end is to say 
No, it's not Israel Kohen and Zeh. It's only Lo Avadim, Lo Avadim. So the, at the end we say the Machloket, you say potato, I say potato? Well, no, it's very big. Right? It's, it's, I mean, it's a, there's huge Nafkamidas. That's what you understand. It's not huge Nafkamidas, but, but essentially, but it's... Well. Everyone knows everything. And they, but, so it's not, it's not, it's not just a misunderstanding. It's, it's, they're saying, essentially, your understanding of that... Of that drusha that is wrong. drusha and the way it applies to this case is wrong. Yes. Okay. Right, so, fun, right, so the, the machloket between Rav Nachman and Rav in this sugya is a machloket in how to understand Rav's... Ra, Right, Rav's drasha. Right, meaning that they had Rav saying, Why? And then Rav had, or understood it that way, Rav Nachman says, right, that's, If we just put the structural pieces together, that will work. Now, right, now we're trying to say intellectually, what we have to end up saying is that Rav says, right, means that they're not Avadim. Right. Fundamentally, right, there's a relationship called Avdus that they can't have. And Arnachman, ironically, says, only ban specific performance if it doesn't change the essential nature of the relationship. Now, I think what you have to, you know, I think you're going to have to go one step deeper, which is to say that Rava assumes that the kind of relationship Arnachman talks about where your yad becomes the yad of the of the balabayas, is avdus, and it wouldn't be enough if you demand specific performance, right? Rava thinks the objection has to be that that is avdus, and we're opposed to avdus, and that's why he frames the drasha as any shalkonin It's not a question of whether we define you as an avdus; it's a question of whether you have a kinyan. Now then, what defines having a kinyan? So Ethan Brezinasivos says that all we do is get rid of kinyan, and I wanted to argue that we have to have a much broader understanding of what constitutes a Kenyan. But at the end of the day, right, Rava says, Rava says that drasha means that you can't, right, that you can't have the relationship yad evit, right, yad pavok yad balabayas. The most you could have is shlichus. Right, you can't belong to the other person. And Rabbi says, no, nothing about the drasha, tells you anything about the fundamental nature of the relationship between employer and employee. All it says is you can't have specific performance. And anything but specific performance is fine. Okay, so the problem with all these readings for me is that I end up, you know, I like Rav better than Rav Nachman, we're going to pass on like Rav Nachman, right? That's, right? that's always going to be a weakness for, right, for where I'm going. But to understand the sugya according to Tosfos, uh, right, I think, I th- right, I think that, it, that that's the, the way to, to do it is that, it, is that, it, is that it's not Rav Yochan's position in this reading, isn't in the right? Isn't in the Bavli, It's not relevant to the Bavli. Uh, right. The only position. The only, the only position that the only position there is the only the argument is uh, within within Rav. And an interesting question is: Is that because everyone rejects Rav Yochanan, or because everyone assumes Rav Yochanan? Right. That's a right. That's right. That's a that's a conversation we can have afterwards. But the sugya is within Rav. Only Rav is the only position cited. Rava asks the question, according to Tosfos, Rava asks the question, assuming that um, Rav means any Yisrael konin and right, so it's really not, a, it's not po'el chazer yom, so therefore you're wrong. It's po'el chazer yom because we don't let Jews be each other, and that proves that you're wrong. 
And Rav Nachman says, why did they prove that I'm wrong? But does Rav Nachman have to be saying that they're Abedim or just that there's a Kenyan? Right? Because it sounds like in the end, with the below Abedim, Labadim, that he's rejecting the idea that he's, that he's in any way an Ebed, right? But saying, but just that that doesn't, um, that, that doesn't mean that he couldn't still be Kona him in some sense. Yes. So what what I, what I argue, what I'm arguing is essentially is that Rava holds that to be somebody else's Kinyan is by definition to be an Evid. And Rav Nachman says no, <laughs> to be an Evid means to be assigned a specific performance. But then, according to Tosos, you need something where right it's. It's stronger than Shaliyah, but still not Ebed. Excellent. So let's read the third Tosfut now. <laughs> okay, so the third Tosfut uh, says the following. Um, actually, let's read this. We're reading the second Tosfut. Yes, it says, Lomar, the Kamash Milan, the Acholach Zorbo, Vyado Elayona Kilrabanan, a filum Nisiak Ripolam Kasil Nakash Kazarbo, Liftel Mikhazar, the Chach, Maisi Milsi de Rav. Okay, so he doesn't, he doesn't help you very much here. The next Tosa says, Kilive Israel Vadim, near Eli, the Mikol Makom Mutar la Dam Haskiratsmo, the Dafke Evid Ivri over Mishum of Adaihim. Okay, so Tosa's answer is at a corner of Nach, right? So let's read Rach. Rav Nachman says that the first thing was that Tosa, I made a big deal of it. The Tosa says that reading the Sugya, I would have thought there was a Havamina that you couldn't be so, be, be so hairy yourself, because to be so hairy yourself is like being an Evid. That's the Havamina. Um, but it turns out that Tosa says that's wrong because in the end the Sugya says you're not overbo, um, right, except, um, right, unless you put yourself in a situation where you can't get out. So how does that tie into it? So this is Rav Nachman. So, Rav, at the, so I wanted to argue that at the end of Rav Nachman, you might think that just like it's usher to sell yourself as an evid unless you have no other way to live, so too it's usher to hire yourself out as an employee unless you have no other way to live. And Tosa says that's not true. So I want right. So I want to argue that's not true, which doesn't mean you're not shadowed by the perspective of evid. You just haven't violated the iser. Uh, and therefore, Rav, Nach, um, Rav, Nach, Rav Nachman can say that. Um, you really are sort of like an Evid. That's why we're, right, we're still shadowed by it. It makes sense you're still shadowed, but you're really like an Evid. It's just you're an Evid we haven't made Usr. All employees are Avadim, but not all employees are Usr Avadim. Right? And that's why I wanted to claim in the end that the, that the Maram, right, the Maram says that an employee gets all the advantages of an Evid. Because what's an, what's an employee? An Evid who hasn't violated the Isser. That's what Maram says. So if we tie, if we, if, right, so the way Maram reads with Tosa, that's right, because every employee is an Evid, thus we don't make them a loser. Just like we don't make, it, we don't make Abdus itself loser, except in extreme circumstances. Okay, so that's what, right, the way I would like to end up reading the Sugya is that the Machlokas between Rav and Rav Nachman is about how we understand Rav, but that the way we underst- the way Tosfos understands Rav Nachman's final answer um, 
Rav Nachman's reading of Rav is not excluding Rav Yochanan, it's assuming Rav Yochanan. Of course you're always, you're, you're, of, course, of course you're an Evid, and therefore of course you get all the coolers of Evid Ivri. The only question is, right, the only, the only, quest, the only question is, uh, right, what's the, right, have you violated the Isra or not? If you violated the Isra, then we put the Chumras of Evid Ivri on you. Um, as opposed to Rashi, Rashi says, right, um, last Rashi says, so let's see if it works out. Right, so according to Rashi, let's play it out according to Rashi now. So according to Rashi, the first, um, the, the, the question is all about shlichus. Rav is, uh, there is a technical debate about because he can be choserbo, do we assume he's been choserbo or not? And then, um, and then, right, and then we have the question, why do we have to add the last line in? So the last line says, Ela tama achrinahu, she'eno shalo ki'eved, I think the way Rashi reads the sugya, right, it doesn't have my happy ending. It's that um, in the end, right, in, in the end, Rav Nachman says the fact that he can be Chazrabo is unrelated to the question of whether he's an, whether he's an Evid, because we have no objection to being an Evid. Rav Nachman just says, right, we really have no objection to Avdos, we only have an objection to specific performance, but any other connection... I think it's hard for me to read Rav Nachman um, in Rashi's way. Rashi, right, Rashi says Rashi reads it at the end as so you might, you might think that the Torah says Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim because it opposes Kenyan. No, it doesn't. Yeah. See, like, the reading of Rashi, right, where mm-hmm. it seems that you could even stop short of really discussing Evid because because yeah. you have. Um, you know, that, that Rav Nachman is holding that he's a Shaliyah. Rav thinking he's not a Shaliyah, right? Right, and then Rav makes an argument. He, how could he possibly be a Shaliyah? He's Chazerbo, and Rav Nachman says, no, that's right, that's, that's, that's dealing with a side issue we never even discussed. Right, so I'm saying, but so why would, you, why would the question of Evan even come up? That's right, so that is the Maria Bo's question that she didn't go best Right, is why did, right, according to Rav Nachman, according to you, Rashi, where the only issue of Shlich is, why, did you, why does Rav Nachman have to bring the last line at all? It's hard to ask the question because Rav's question doesn't make sense in the first place. Yeah, right, Rav's, 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 Rav's question. question. Yeah, right, so, Rav, so, we have to, so we explained it with a technical thing, right? Since he can be Choserbo, Rav will create a presumption that he was Choserbo because it's to his economic advantage. And Rav Nachman says, why would we make that presumption? That's an interesting question, could it be retroactive? Right, so I gave you the Maria Boab to show you right, that he's picking up on this because he says the other way we could read it is that the Maksha thinks that we always give the Poel all the advantages of an Evid, which is what the Maram says, La Maskana. And Ranachman says, no. Right? No, we don't do that. Right? That's not what Kilibin Yisraelvadim means. It doesn't mean what Rav Yochanan says. We give the poll, right? Right? right. So the way the Maria Boav reads it according to Rashi is that the Gemara brings up my half a minute and then rejects it. Okay, so what I want to do is, right, we have 15 minutes left. I want to just show you that some of these, some of these wild things that we're saying uh, show up in all sorts of cool nafkaminas. So let's take a look at page three in the Pisgah Shuvah. And I haven't digested all of these yet, but um, so we'll, there'll be some iterative cycles. 
but hopefully we'll get to see it, uh, some of them. So the Pizchei Shriva, Shin Laman Gimel, um, tells you, right? When, when is this from? The Pizchei Shriva is uh, late, 18th, early 19th century anthology is called the Chavaz Yair, who is mid 18th century, mm-hmm. I believe. Right? Is Chavaz Yair early in that? Look it up. Is he 17th century? Maybe the Chavaz Yair is 17th century. Yeah, I think the Chavaz Yair is 17th century. Um, you're looking it up right here? Is it Magic Cube? Okay, someone look it up. Right. So, right, so, um, Pizchei Tshuva quotes the Chavaz Yair saying as follows. Someone looks it up and says, I'm wrong, that's great. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> um, the reason that everyone else has to do this. Um, and I should know these things. I'm just terrible at history. Uh, yeah, your back rack, not the one who wrote the cool sermon. Uh, 1639 to 17. Yeah, 17th century. Okay, good. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh-oh. Um, so, I introduced Chavez Yer. Or yesh makam Shema dafka im hapoel chozerbo miyot poel lishum adam. Masha enkein im holech mi balabai zev niskar etzel acher, shenishar ebed lavadim, dino kedin kablan shedola tachtona. This is amazing nafkimina. Right? What happens if I want to break the contract, but I'm clear I want to break the contract not because I want to retire, but because I want to be a free agent and get a better contract elsewhere? So right, so the Chavaz Yair says that it's not clear to him what the halacha right, what the halacha should be, um, and his answer he says, "Dino kidin kabel shidel tafnum liyachsi belabayis davar mikol makom nirelo nirelo chalik bekach rak mipnei shenei markili bnei Israel avadim lo alim kniyat adon bekulehai." Okay, so this is a really wild nafkamina, right? Right, and we have to try. So what's what's the what are the two options? And we'll see that the that the um, that the um, the Pischei doesn't think the Chavos Yair is necessarily right. right. So let's assume it's a machloket. Right? Can you, does the does the the, the claim Poel Choserbo apply even if the Poel is explicitly Choserbo for the sake of gaining an economic advantage? It's a bit weird. It says, you know, he's saying that if, if a Poel is trying to Improve the situation. He's just reinforcing himself as never even as never 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 is because all employment is avdus, and if you're going to be an evid anyway, why do we care how much you get paid? We give you the right, whenever you want to stop being an evid, you can stop being an evid. But if you're not going to stop being an evid, we don't, right, we don't care about it. The other position says it's, it's weird because it it associates Eved right. Eved then just has to do with his status, not about the relationship between him and the Balabayat. Right? Because if it's about the relationship between him and the Balabayat, right, then then that 
ebbed relationship is independent of whether he then establishes another ebbed yeah, relationship. Yeah, right, because right? it's not, right? So we don't define abdud as subordination to a specific person. We define abdud as not being free. And that's a very radical position, right? That, right, that, right, it's the extreme version of what I wanted to claim, it, right, what to claim earlier. That, right, that, right, that any time you're working for somebody else, you're, right, you're not free. And so we give you the option. The purpose of Choserbo is only to allow you to be free. We don't care who you work for, and the ability to choose your to choose your master does not make you free. Mm-hmm. Rhetorically, I think you can understand that, right? Within practice, we say, "Look, well, you're freer." <laughs> But you're not free. Whereas the other position would say, no. I think the, right, take it the other way, right? The other position we saw, the extreme version of that position, which is the goal in Maria Bov, right? That the goal of the Torah is to ensure that the person in the Abdus situation gets every economic advantage. This is Dafka what we want. Right? In Mela, we let you be, we let you retire. But our really but really our whole goal. Is right is right is to improve the economic situation of the person with less power. So right, so these two positions right, these two positions in the in the to me are like about as extreme as you can get right in terms of understanding what's happening. I think that the the I think that the position the Pisgah Tshuva takes, um, which uh, which we'll discover right, is probably right. So let's, let's, you take a look at the the first time I switched to the Times New Roman because of a Baxal, there's nearer the Tamo. Right, if you just quit because if you just quit because of salary, so now you get into Churchill's famous line, right? <laughs> right, we know what you are. We're just haggling about price. Right, so you can't, the Bach's language, right, language is as clear as you can. Employment is obvious. You're willing to be that. So now, later in the Pisgah Tshuva, right, they'll have all this debate. Maybe, is there a difference between being able to choose your master, which maybe shows you with a little bit of freedom, and just haggling with this master for more money? Maybe we could say that haggling with this master for more money, that's a proof that you, that you really want to be this person's evidence, you're really an evidence, and will, being willing to switch employers shows you're a little bit free. Okay, but here I think you can see, right, you know, the Bach's language is absolute. But what he shows, right, which is what we see in the Maram, is that it's not that we have more sympathy because you're an Evid. We have less sympathy. And, right, so the least sympathy we have is where somebody's actually sold into Avdus, where we just say, okay, you're an Evid, tough. And, the, right, and, uh, right, and then if you're willing to continue being a semi-Evid, yeah, we also have less sympathy for you. But if you want to be free... Right, we get to right. So when, when an Evid wants to buy their all the advantages that we give an Evid for him, all the economic advantages are just economic advantages that let you go free. Right, if if the right if the price of labor goes up during your term of avdus, you don't get paid more retroactively. You just get to pay less to go free. All the gains that you that you book because the price of labor has gone up in the interim. Which means right, which means you can charge right, you can charge more for your work now. And you can go free earlier. Those right, those those don't vest; they disappear as soon as you right, if you don't go free. Right, so one way of thinking about the whole system, right, we have we have a, a hard switch, free and not free, and we want we always push for freedom, 
And the other thing is, no, right? You can't be free. We, right, we have is, what we have is inequality, and we have to find a way to, right, have to find a way to mitigate inequality. This gives me sort of the ideal state is everyone is Jefferson. Everyone sits on their answer, right? Every, everyone has a stay a Right. Everyone stays under Sadaechuza and is, right, is self-supporting. Right? No, you can trade goods. You can trade goods, right? Real kablanut is you trade goods. But you never work for anybody else. Right? You produce things yourself, and if you have a surplus. Now you can trade, but we have to be very careful that that surplus never gets into a situation where your land is not self-supporting. Because we don't let you sell your field unless you're desperate. Because selling your field means you're going to have to be, work for somebody else. I think it's a very consistent Jeffersonian, Jeffersonian vision. Um, okay, right, so that's a... Um, right, that's, right, so now we have to figure out in... Right, in how does how do those visions relate to the question of whether Yado Yado Alatachtona, which was comes from sorry, whether Khazerba Bakhtiyom as explained in the um as explained in the um in in the in by Rav, does that mean that just that we don't demand specific performance? Or does it mean Yado Al Holyona? It seems to me likely that if the only issue is you shouldn't be an Evid, so that is unrelated to Yodol HaLiyona, Yodol HaTachtona. Because Yodol HaLiyona means we give you an economic advantage. Otherwise, we could split the difference. Yodol HaLiyona means we want to give you the advantage. It doesn't make you go free. It just means that you have, right, that you have the economic advantage. Whereas, um, if you say that, if you say that, that, uh, that all Yodol HaLiyona means you go free, so then in the case of all we care about is you're going, right? We have no interest in mitigating in economics. Right, so one is a principled vision, and the other, right, about freedom versus non-freedom, and one is it where, which will only relate to black and white, or specific performance, not specific performance, and the other is an economic vision, right, which is how do we ensure that the people who would be in a position where they have to work for others get as close to a fair deal as we can, or pushes us as a society back towards economic um, equality. Okay, so that's one... Um, Right, that's that's one nafkimina uh, that that um, that plays out. Um, uh, yeah, so let's take a look. Let's, let's take a look at the Chiddushi Rabbi Nachum. I think it's the only other achron I gave you. Oh no, let's go look at the Machnei Ephraim on page two. I should have gotten there first. Right, the Machnei Ephraim says. Um, and he quotes our thing Yolyona. It says Muchach the Kablon Afshin Nigmer Hakinyan Yachol Lachzorbo Medina Elashiado Alatachtona. So he draws the uh, he, right, he draws the implications from Tosfos the other way. He says if everybody agrees by Poel that he can be Choserbo, the only machlokus is whether it's Yado Al which is the Rabbanon's position, or Yado Alatachtona, which is Rabbi Dosa's position. So then we say that. Uh, what's, when we say that that halacha of Kozerba doesn't apply to an Uman, that can't mean that the Uman actually can be held to specific performance. 
Because everyone agrees you can't bind someone to specific performance. So even by Uman, all that's going to end up saying is Yadol Tachtona. Right? Now that's, that's an amazing claim the other way. Right? Where he, what he has to be saying is that the reason everybody agrees about Yecholach Zorbo is because everyone understands that that would be Asr Avdus. That prepared from our Mishnah. How? The din that, you know, right? Right. So we don't know who that applies to. Specifically, Well, according to the Gemara, it ends up specifically being about a Kaplan, right? It's not obvious, right? According to one of the second position, it has nothing to do with Kaplan, right? The Yivoy's aim on the Gemara says it's just about commerce. But within the Tzad in the Gemara, that it's about Kaplan. So, right? So then he's making a reasonable diak that if Choserbo means Yodol Yona, but everyone agrees you can change, right? So there's no reason to assume. I could say no. Since Rashi says Choserbo Yodol Yona. Right. But the implication is you're allowed to be Choser and just Yodol Yona. Or it could be that we Yodol Yona because that's how we're Konesu. Um, right? It could be that, right? what about Devra Avet? Right, where we right, so you're maybe you're only liable after maybe Yadol Tachtona means after the fact, doesn't right, right? But what we what you could theoretically hold uh, right hold you to it. Okay, you think it's logical? I'm perfectly fine with it being logical. Anyway, it's not at all obvious, right? That you know you read the Gemara and you think that oh, Umanim are not are, Umanim are not are not are, are not bound by this, but um, but uh, but sorry, Umanim aren't bound by contracts, but Kabbalim are. And he says, no, the whole, no one could possibly hold anybody to a contract. So what he says is that the Pasuk in principle applies to everyone. The only question is how far we go in enforcing it. Because why can, it, why can Newman back out, right? <laughs> if it's not for the Pasuk why isn't it, right? why, why can't Newman be bound to a specific performance? The answer must be because And everyone understands the specific performance is usher. Okay, so the last thing we'll see, which is going to be the, the most important thing in the halacha, is there's going to be a machlok of a tam and the ri about whether you can evade the law. Rabbi Natam is going to hold that there's no reason that you can't take a shvua to do the work. And probably there's no reason you, just, you can't just stipulate that you, to do the work, uh, right? Because specific performance isn't the issue. It's just, right, it's a technical halacha of Kili Ben Yisrael Vadim. Whereas the Ri, I, th- I think but I have the name of You can't take a shvua to do something which is forbidden, right? Mm-hmm. So. But you can be uh, good. So I, th- so I think that the deepest nafkimin is going to be whether we see this as a Tanai Shebe Mamun or whether we see this as a Masna, right, as a Masna Mashakas of Batorah. One position is going to say, all we're doing is regulating economic relationships, and the Torah always allows economic relationships to be regulated by the parties. Nothing in money is binding. Right? Everything just creates defaults. And other people say, no, but there's an exception. The exception is ribis. Right? It's nice moment is not is not kind about ribis, because ribis is an iser. So Khalib Israel Vadim Haim is also an iser. And if you define the, right, and if you think about the iser in terms of what it's trying to accomplish. So how could you possibly allow tricks to enable it? Is it obvious that Kili him is actually an Isra? Like, does that get counted in, in people's 
enumerations of the 613? That is a good question. I don't know if, it's, I don't know if anyone quotes it as one of the 613. What I gave you uh, was in the Maram. Maram said that the reason that we give you the, the reason that we, that, that we give the, the, the poel only the kulos and not the chumras of Ebed Ivri is because an Ebed Ivri is punished for violating the Isser. And the Ramam uses language with very extreme versions, right? Adam Rashai. And Tosfos says that based on this sugya, I would think that it was, right, I would think that it was forbidden even to, right? So I think that there's lots of, right? And the Gemara says you get your nirza because you violate even Israel of Adim. Right? So I think there's lots of language of Isser in the tradition um, relating to it. Although it always relates to the Evid and not to the, and not to the Adon. Okay, so I just wanted to say that you can see like, you know, that there are, right, that there are universes, Right, spreading out halacha, and that what I'll say, what I always claim is that you know, but but halacha doesn't develop as a brisk, like in brisk categories. So right, you can't bring absolute proof because somebody says you can stipulate. Right, what you actually find is some people will allow stipulation in one place in time, and then somebody else will find a way to say no, but not this way because and it will just happen to be that the way you tried won't work in his in his time, and he gets and he gets to create a culture in which you can't stipulate around it. Right, but trying to create a consistent strand in halacha about all of this is going to be very hard because there are really good reasons economically, which we talked about. Right, you know, we want right. You could say, well, we should ban, we should ban employee-based healthcare because right because it, because it makes you in, now we say what does that matter because it makes you only be able to choose among masters. Right, so right, so there we are in the Afghanistan. But you could say, but look, but there, right, people get much more economically because the way it works out is that if you have employee ba- employer-based health care, it's tax-free. So maybe we just care about his economic, right, his economic advantages, right? There's an, right, all right, all these sorts of ways in which you can play these things out. Where actual halakha will be much more complicated, but it's really important to figure out getting which, what positions you take, and then when you have new questions, right, there are certain. There are certain vectors that you're going to say, I want to continue these, and I want to figure out how they continue this time. And some of you will say, look, that worked there, but we're not going to, we're not going to apply it here. Okay. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs>